Hej. <laughs> Hello. Thanks for listening to the It's All Music podcast with me, Carrie, Henny and Corky. We are blown away by your support and your continued listenership. The It's All Music podcast is completely independent self-finance venture. If you enjoy our content and you'd like to support what we're doing, you can head over to our Patreon page and subscribe for three euros a month. If you don't have the money, please share it on all your social media platforms. And that'll be just as good. Thanks from the lads. <laughs> oh, Jesus. You're mocking my one. <laughs> from the lads. Hey there and welcome to another episode of It's All Music, the music interview podcast with Kerry, Henny and Quirky. Your hosts, the H-Bomb, Owen Hennessy, co-hosts Mike Carey and me, Dave Quirk. Today we're sitting down with a man from East Cork, well known within the local music circles, a guitar player and a singer-songwriter, recording his own music over the years and still writing and performing original music to this day. Playing the pub gigging circuit here and abroad with his well-known cover band, Kesh. This man can also be seen doing a solo act, sometimes as a duo, always putting on a good show with covers of some great songs. A man I always enjoy bumping into and having a chat. A man we're thrilled to have here on the It's All Music podcast. Please give it up for and welcome Mr. James Walsh. Here comes James Walsh. Here comes James Walsh. James Walsh. James fucking Walsh. I think you, I like you, you, you're going to have to uh, what's the word you're going to have to trademark that <laughs> you're, you've got the, it's like Michael Buffer in the boxing I love the boxing yeah, I know yeah. that would be 50 to, euros yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we were there in the early days we got it for free <laughs> <so>. <laughs> uh, welcome James welcome James. to Knockadoon and uh, the SR Music Podcast thanks for giving us yeah. your time no uh, all the lads know you you're related to Mike that's right first cousins myself first and Mike cousins, by yeah, first cousins. you know the the, the um, the music the music is strong there it's the the my first cousin but it's the first yeah. time in my house it's a that's right <laughs> correct but so I'm here for Christmas now he's yeah. me down oh brilliant <laughs> so we're going to up it a bit now we're going we're to meet up yeah, once a decade yeah 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 now, exactly what I want to yeah. talk to you first about is your exposure to music in the house at home from a young age what were you listening to what was there what can you remember I talk, talk to us about uh, music in the family and, uh, and, and playing and all of that yeah, I've listened to a few of your podcasts uh, and they're very good for anybody to listen, check them out. But uh, I know you were asking this question first, so I was thinking about it, but I would say um, the first music probably in the house was probably something like Oldies and Irish or something like that, yeah. you know what I mean? Uh, like that kind of Irish kind of music, um, I'd say, because my dad was into that uh, type of music and so that kind of stuff, like, you know... Um, kind of songs that had kind of stories behind them then it kind of was drawn to them even I remember like you know listening to those types of songs like about guys getting sent off to jail for flipping you know yeah. whatever yeah. gun running or whatever it might have been but uh, yeah. but then I do remember Luke Kelly kind of being a big kind of deal just a kind of a vague memory of I'd say it's very slight and probably missed kind of the memories a bit kind of shaken now but I do remember like Luke Kelly being a kind of a big deal uh, when he'd be on the radio and nearly vaguely maybe I remember when he passed away kind of thing I just yeah. remember Luke Kelly this kind of they were all talking yeah. about Luke Kelly like you know and um, when I kind of got to my late teens then like we all went through kind of different styles of music and playing different kind of rock music and all sorts of stuff but I kind of got drawn back into kind of Luke Kelly's voice again around that time and all those songs and I'd say since my late teens, I've always kind of had a 
grow as well as when I was younger for that style of music anyway along yeah. with everything else then but so it's amazing it's a uh, the stuff you listen to when you're young still kind of influences you when you're old when you're older you kind of you come full circle a bit you come back you know? to it like don't yeah. you so yeah we, I'd say we had a very similar yeah I'd oh, say yeah. your man was probably listening to the same stuff she they, was I suppose they, yeah. they would have been probably they grew up with that sort of stuff I'd say they did the, yeah 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 um, they're actively listening to music I don't know yeah, it, was, it was just whatever yeah. was on the radio but just it was always there, county right. sound I can think county of sound yeah, and that kind of stuff yeah. and the, the box was always like the, the box yeah. playing of the, the box or the melodion or something was, yeah. a, was a kind of a, and I didn't really like it then you know when I got to my teenage years I was like the accordion like you know uh, it was kind of like yeah. that's not cool like you yeah. know but you come back to it you come back to it like you do realise it kind of is cool like you know but there was a there was a Dubliners video in my house actually I don't know if you remember the Late Late Show special with the Dubliners. I do. That was played to date in my house as well. Yeah, that was great. there was one in every house in Ireland. Because you two did a version of um, the the, the mining... Uh, disaster, yeah, yeah, names yeah, yeah. Um, but um, spring, spring, Springfield, spring, spring, oh, yeah. spring Hill mining disaster, yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, that was kind of like you know, that was showing that they were tipping the hat to the Dubliners, like, and the Dubliners were kind of cool, yeah. Um, it was late 80s, yeah. I think, because yeah. it's the famous performance. With the Pogues and the Dubliners together was on yeah, it, you know. Twenty came up on the stage. Yeah, they're doing the, yeah. the Irish Rover. Right. Shane McGowan is on a new level of drum. Yeah, <laughs> but he sounds great. Though. It sounds great. But yeah. he's in his he's in his prime. He's, yeah, uh, that late eighties Pogues, like. Yeah. Yeah. And at the time you come to yeah, he's old and like you know he needs to get it together. But like when you listen back, you're gonna go, geez, he sounds amazing. You know, you know? yeah. Um, I think that we'll see him on the leading sort of curriculum. I think he's one of them. I think he is yeah, yeah. underrated Irish. Oh, listen, artist. lyricist, for yeah. me, like, he, he, for me, I love McGowan's ly- lyrics. Like, yeah. for me, he's my favourite lyricist anyway. Like, but, like, Dylan played recently in Dublin and he, the only thing he said during the whole gig was, um, I hope Shane McGowan is doing well. I'm paraphrasing now, I don't know, but I yeah. just read, but I hope Shane oh, McGowan is yeah. doing well and I hope he, he's back writing soon. Like, Dylan, like yeah, Bob Dylan Bob Dylan <laughs> yeah, like yeah, recognises yeah. him as it's funny you should mention that because is like the Bob Dylan documentary uh, No Direction Home he accredits a lot of his inspiration to Liam Clancy oh yeah yeah that was a, oh, yeah, he yeah. mentions yeah. him yeah. the Clancy yeah. show yeah. So, he was he was yeah. that but he big influence by him at the time for a small country we uh, produce yeah but like yeah. folk music Jesus that's embedded in this country for oh, like yeah. the first century really like yeah. so yeah. Yeah. they were only copying yeah. us anyway yeah. Yeah. but yeah. Well, he took a lot of songs I'd say from, from the Clancy's and the Clancy's then got their songs like Makem Tommy Makem's mother I think used to be collecting songs and sure if they didn't sing them they probably would have been lost or you know Right, maybe yeah. and then they bring them to New York they just happened to be mm, guys yeah. who kind of were there when things could be recorded I suppose and, yeah. and that happy days they got a, a good is life McGowan, out of yeah. it I suppose is McGowan's drinking and kind of mad lifestyle do you think it's kind of impeded his legacy a bit or is it kind of I accentuated think, I wonder I think I personally it think it's from whatever makes him have that whatever's in him that causes him to self-destruct and drink like he has done is the same thing that's giving us those great songs and those lyrics. Like, I don't know. I think he's he's artistically dead with about whatever twenty, nearly thirty years. He's yeah. like he had that window where he created amazing yeah. stuff, and he had probably the lads around him to help him get it out there as well and stuff yeah. like that. Well, yeah, but true. like 
he, I'd listened to his early stuff. He was in a band called The Nips, I think. Yeah, I think it was a short, it was short yeah. for the Nipple Erectors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he got the job just yeah. sheerly on the way he looked. In yeah, the and he used to write magazines, like fanzines mm. for the punk and all that. He was kind of big into yeah. all that. Like, but yeah. he kind of had the English accent and he was singing mm. and yeah, and uh, all that. But it's funny, a, a friend of mine, her husband, um, is London born and bred, like, you know. And we were over in London visiting and she's Irish, but he's London born and bred. And we were back in the house and he had a load of Pogues records and we were throwing them on. And I was like, how did you get into the Pogues? Yeah. Like, so, because Pogues weren't an Irish band, he said to me. Band. They were a London band. Yeah. They yeah. were a London band, he said. And we, he'd no connection to Ireland. He didn't, wasn't married to Maria at the time or anything like that. Grant was his name. Yeah. And, and uh, loves the Pogues, but they were a London band. Because a lot yeah. of their songs are about London. Like, it's kind yeah, of, oh, they are. And they, you, you would have seen them on... Uh, in punk clubs and punk nights and things like that it was the punk scene yeah. they came up in because I don't know if you've ever seen them live I've seen them a few times it's pretty heavy like the crowd oh, yeah. the crowd gets pretty wild at a yeah. punk's gig yeah. like, you know? oh it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's it, they had a it was like an event like yeah. you know my, my cousin in London used to go he said every um, Christmas I think it was yeah. they used to have a, and it was like an event like and you go oh. to the Pogues like, only got too bad I suppose well, you, I, co- you couldn't imagine it being a sedate affair like it no, no, no I was Christmas he used to do I did, there was one in the point I seen him there and he did a fairy tale in New York it was Christmas time and uh, he brought out Sinead O'Connor for it well, and yeah. I seen him twice then in the INEC his, his birthday is around Christmas yeah so that's right did you go to that stage yeah, yeah. So and obviously I'd say there's good royalties coming in around Christmas time from yeah, that yeah, song. Yeah. Yeah. He was born on Christmas Day. And the ev- that's the, right. To the, yeah. event, you see whole families at them. Yeah, at the gigs because they go every Christmas. Like, yeah, you know. And he like yeah, I'd say just sure. Look, he's, his appeal is like fair and wide. Like you know, uh, I used to love the Wire. Did you ever watch that show? The Wire. Yeah. yeah. And no. like you know that scene in the pub, like where yeah. like the Body of America, Body of America, like, America and, yeah. and even like McNulty's character is driving along like getting slashed like you know cans and driving the car and he's yeah. constantly listening to the Pogues like he's that, that Irish American character like but great um, show great show I love oh, the show yeah, one uh, thing that stands out for me actually talking about the connection and being here in East Cork at some event at it in New York somewhere someone offers McNulty whiskey that's right but it's bush yeah, yeah, yeah. and he only drinks Jameson he doesn't yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think he drank it anyway I think he drank it anyway so it, you're heavily it's 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 like a lot of people you know you're saying from young age you were influenced by the Irish stuff yeah. you know and whether you liked it or not it was there yeah then when you're a teen and it's a lot of fellas are saying it you kind of rebel against that you yeah. go to the rock stuff you yeah. want to be alternative yeah but you get to an age where you slowly yeah. drift back to the you know, yeah which is mixed then I think like you I like there's a I I, I would say like you know I any music. That I've come across, that I've been drawn to, I still love. Like you know what yeah. I mean. I could go to, like a rock, like like Sabbath. Like I, I, I love Sabbath. Like you know what yeah. I mean. I, I like you know that kind of stuff or whatever it might be. And I could go down and listen to like wherever it like the folk kind of Irish folk kind of yeah. music or John Spillane or whoever it might be is out out at the time. Um, you know, just as easy like you know Paul Brady that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like just. And he's different too. Like, you know, he's like, he's different. Paul Brady's like different than Luke Kelly. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. But yeah, they've, they've got something about them. Like, but, 
Um, yeah. And in recent years, you made a full return to it, playing with uh, Cork based band Kesh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I was doing the kind of pub yeah, gigs for a long time. Kind yeah. of a lot of the set would have been heavily kind of influenced by a mixture of that, that and stuff, you know. Before and I talk to you about that, I want to go back. I want to talk to you about your days of rocking. Oh, now, yeah. in my days, school days, I would say. So I'm not. I can't go too far back now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 It was 20 years ago, though. I want to talk yeah. to you about a band called Yellow Belly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yellow Belly was a, a rock cover band yeah. based in East Cork. Yeah. Friends. Yeah, yeah. All, a lot of members went on playing uh, professionally from there, but yeah. was that your first, I don't want to say your first band, but your first gigging band? No, well, um, the first... I'll, t- I'll tell you, you know, it, it's a kind of mad kind of journey in some ways. Like, when we were younger, like, um, I probably played with, like, Kieran, who's in Goldfish with me, Goldfish Syndrome with me later, which you'd probably mention. But, um, and in in school, we'd a band. So we, we played in a, in a band in school. And we did gigs, but they weren't, like, a gigging band. Yellow Belly was, like, out every weekend yeah, let's say yeah. like but this was more original well we started doing covers and then doing originals so I was gigging that was my first gigging kind of what was the name band. of that then that was Go for Syndrome but it was the, it was Mark a different one. band yeah Mark yeah. One it was a different band but we liked yeah. the name so, we, so, so, good, so good we used it twice I suppose I want to ask you about a particular gig and if you were there if you had anything to do with it we spoke about this on another podcast did night that they had to turn on the lights in a had a hall due to the moshing yeah were you playing at that I was playing when they did it <laughs> you serious yeah, yeah I was, on this, I was the, we, that was us we were on the stage playing. <laughs> turn like, on the lights yeah, yeah. turn I, on the lights I'll tell you exactly what happened like we were like floating around it in school uh, kind of playing different bands but my friends were all kind of playing in different bands so the, they, they kind of John McGrath John and James McGrath's brother would have sang with like uh, who else was there like Mark O'Reardon was up in Australia you know yeah. he was playing drums I think um, only like oh, from, yeah. from, uh, from the Lees from Killer yeah. I think he was playing bass there was another guy from Ahada called Danny Dewey he's passed away since R.I.P. Danny he was playing with them and they had a band called Get this up. They were called Yellow Belly Podge and the Funky Teapots. That was their ah, name. So that's how we got the name Yellow Belly later for, for a different band, but for the band you were mentioning. But was, um, they kind of started playing in their own school, and that was the first kind of vibe of a band. But I didn't join until. Was Dave O'Connell in it? And Dave then came. Um, so Dave then kind of was, was Goldfish Syndrome, Mark One. Right. And it was him. So they kind of morphed into Dave O'Connell. Niall O'Shea, who passed away less than a year ago now, and uh, very big influence on my music um, career and good friend of mine. But so there was Dave and Niall, two guitar players. Yeah. Mark O'Riordan was on drums, Kieran O'Donovan on bass, and they had a different guy singing at the time, but they were already in the Nile shed. So everything happened in Nile shed in the yeah. post office, in the back of the post office. That's where it was at. Yeah. But I was hanging around with them, so I used to be just there, like, you know, singing. Yeah, yeah. But like, like obviously would have loved to be singing with him, but I wasn't. Like I was just like hanging out and just sitting yeah. there, like you know. And then your man, anyway, was went off doing something, and uh, the, Niall was singing, I think. And then the boys were like, "Get up there and sing!" Like so, all right. So I get up and sing a few songs, and mm-hmm. then the boys said, "I think I don't know. It was the gig even booked?" And I had a hall. The gig might have been booked. This was like about a week or two before the gig. <laughs> and I had a hall, and the boys said, "All right, you're in. Like you've got the gig. Like you know, um, you need to have like twenty songs off or something like that." Yeah. 
So there was the gig booked and I had a hall. David Connolly was excellent. He had the posters done up, booked the buses. It was about 400 people came from all over, like East Cork. What age I was 15. Uh, oh the boys man. were a bit older. Give us a year, roughly, because I'm judging only from the haircuts in the it's video. It's 93 or something. Yeah, it was early like to that. mid 90s. It says yeah. 94 in the video. Does it? Does it? Maybe yeah. it was 94. It's grungy. We yeah. put it up on the socials when this yeah. comes out. Is that you? You have to find it. That's me. Did you long hair? I did. I think everyone in the video had just So you sent that to me. I sent it to you. That's And I didn't know that it was you who was saying it. I tell you, no. It was all good. <laughs> it was like the mullet hairstyle today. Yeah. Everybody had long hair, but yeah. uh, oh, so brilliant. there was a lot of black t-shirts yeah. and a lot of baggy yeah. jeans. So we we ended up. Yeah. So there was three bands. Then there was like uh, the Unrepentant was uh, Cormac Griffin from Middleton. Oh, Cormac G. Paul was on drums. It was all like therapy. Do you remember the Screen yeah. Edger and stuff like that? Yeah. And Ravenna. Yeah. We played a lot in Ravenna. Bit of therapy. Did we play a bit of therapy? Played Sonic Youth. Yeah. Um, the Breeders, I remember we used to be playing Sheer, we're a band from the north, we used to play one of their tunes. It was all that kind of stuff. Wonder, the the Priest like, wasn't fucking yeah. like. It looked from the video like a kind of a gig that might have got stopped or wasn't officially yeah. allowed to take place. Yeah. Was no, it all no, no. above booked, board? Like? We, booked, we booked the hall. Well, again, as I said, Dave was excellent at the time, but we were all involved. So we, we booked the hall, went into the committee and committee, and uh, we, we kind of got the hall booked. So we got a price off him and... Uh, we got, they gave us a grand price because they thought like you remember like they didn't realise like next thing we'd like 400 people I don't think there was any security or anything like, but people everywhere <laughs> and you know you can imagine like there was all oh, sorts so going on <laughs> and how did they gather how did they gather so many people like how did because they it was a school you see and everybody then you'd all the bands were all in school and so okay, like you had, yeah. like as I said I mentioned a few of those boys Paul Power and Paul Kremen would have been in the unrepentant band as well. and then you'd own Lee and you had Nailser Nailser was playing that night oh, yes. he played, they were a three piece only Nails were, and uh, there was a guy, Gary, I can't remember his surname, he was from Yall, he was singing with him, and they were oh. called Semita. All the names were quite ominous, yeah. weren't yeah. they? Unrepentant. Yeah. 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 yeah, so it was all that heavy stuff, but yeah. we all played, but none of us had played a gig, so it was like, who's going on last? Like, who's going on last? Yeah. Who's going on first? So we flicked the coin, and so we ended up going on last. All so right. the first gig I ever did Headline. was, yeah, and it was about 400 people, and then the lights come on halfway through, and um, there was there was led stage diving like it was dangerous. <laughs> in the video, I can see that. Yeah, yeah. That's a fair first gig. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like you've stayed in from there. Yes. But you see, <laughs> the is, you'll never stop. You'll never stop. You get that. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you get Whoa, that buzz right. off that yeah. you're going to want yeah. more you're right? you're yeah, you're you're, you're, I dreamed you're, about playing over Ladies Bridge Hall like when I was you know yeah. 8, 9, 10 yeah. like just to have yeah. a stage and I know, stuff. I know. I just yeah. all the people from the village were there yeah. and then I was cool yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. it happened it, 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 yeah it was yeah. weird when, like, because I reckon it was probably about two or three weeks before no I could be wrong the lads might say look it was different I, uh, as far as I remember it was about two or three weeks before the gig the boys said we don't have a singer, right? You're singing, like you know. And, yeah. then and how it was, like, did you, do you remember happened. walking up on stage? Like, how did you feel? When, like, I was, it was your first absolutely gig? bricking it. I do remember that, probably yeah. bricking it because I don't know. I like, like singing, like, but I, I wouldn't. I wasn't necessarily wanting to be. Do you know? Like oh, you've never oh, done it before. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. So. And then you just do it, I suppose. But uh, then, yeah. as you said, you kind of get a bit of a bug. Maybe then, like, you're as well yeah. off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But that's that was the first. Thing. But there was gigs in the, in the hall before that. Like yeah. you had. Um, you had like uh, what Astra. U- UXB Who was Astra. in UXB? Lawrence Sweeney was in UXB Liam Cotter was singing I think Paul oh, yeah. Casey So they were kind of just before us Kind of generation before us Kind of um, yeah. 
who else was in it? Uh, oh, the, I think they were the Fitzpatrick's. I think there was like uh, Lassen or someone Fitzpatrick. Oh, yeah. Dave Fitzpatrick, sorry, I think. Yeah. I wouldn't know Dave, no, but I know him. I've met him, like, not to see, but yeah. I remember he was kind of drumming. He was friendly with Lawrence, like, you know. Oh, and yeah. um, so they had a bit of a band. And I think Michelle Cotter was singing with them later oh, or something. Brilliant singer. And Ad Astra then was Wayne and Kiron, yeah. like, and uh, a couple uh, other lads. Reardon, isn't it? Cormac McGrath, Bernock was on Pete Keys, I think. They were pretty good. Wayne was a great front man like performer uh, he used to do uh, Prince you know he'd do the high bit and he'd have the old uh, shirt that he'd be he was 50 the year he turned 50 it was a couple of years ago right and we were running the e, the Middleton Music Fest for ECMP yeah, yeah. Was, and I said look when I knew that they had wrapped up the Sons of Stephen Queen has cover band yeah which were great and great I said band, look yeah. this, let's just make this the last one like I'll give you the last slot you know and Wayne, 50 years of age. So you had everyone play that day. Everyone yeah. who was playing comes in. Yeah. Actually, Wayne yeah, seemed yeah. to be on a mission, right? So Wayne came out. He said, how, how long do we have? I said, you know, it's coming up and closing. You got half an hour. Like, said, right. We'll do the Queen set from Wembley from start to finish. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, Wayne, yeah. at 50 years of age, came out, took the microphone, I understand half of it. Just the top, just the boom. And he took names. He just kicked ass, yeah, right? Yeah. So he got to the end of the set and they're sweating. It's rocking. And it's like, you got another 10 minutes. And he goes, oh, I just will give a bit of a rage against the machine. So. Actually, I think Pat Scanner. Scanner was in the band as well. Scanner, I think he was playing. Yeah. Not in Astra, I think it was in UXP. Uh, I think he was in that band as well. But like, yeah, so Dave, there was a bit of a scene before we kind of started playing. You would have had James Ray and uh, Aidan Lee, Banger Lee, like they had attempted. You no, know, they were a pretty big deal as well in school, like because they had won a couple of competitions. Like you're hearing all this. It's as if they're like headlining the Hollywood Bowl. You know what I mean? Like they're, yeah. they're going at the time. Like, like, yeah, it was, it was huge at the time. Like, you know, there was a band out in Yall there, the Savage Fairies. They were kind of Class. also kind of getting to the final of these school bands. I don't don't have many more like and I think the lads then afterwards James had a bit of a band going. We used to head down to uh, I digress a little bit now but we there used to be a lot of bands in Middleton would head down to uh, the Connolly's Lep. We'd have go a load of trips down there and we would have played with Goldfish Mark 1 let's say with Cyclefly quite a bit when they were just starting off. We did a load of gigs with them and we did a great gig down in Lep. We brought a load of people down and um, did a great gig and it was recorded actually Mark was on to me there recently and he said where's like I wonder does that recording exist anymore because I think it was recorded at the time like but um, I'd say it's gone Brilliant. but um, <clears throat> yeah I don't remember a lot of bands when I was in school so that was maybe just yeah. slightly before it was just a big it was like Nirvana kind of thing yeah. like, you know they yeah. were so big they yeah. changed everything like you yeah. know at that time because when we were around that age myself Kieran Dunham let's say and my brother Eddie like that kind of we were big into Irish rock bands like you yeah, have the stunning right. and something happens and all these ones were coming around Niall then would have been into like like Iron Maiden and all that kind of stuff yeah. and, uh, like not really into them like that much like you know yeah. more into the kind of Irish rock stuff and then Nirvana came along and everyone was like bang you know yeah, yeah. Uh, kind of everybody locked in to that middle ground a bit like you yeah. know and uh, that was it then we were all was off. there a bit of a scene in Upper Hadley like it seems uh, to look, be there was g- gigs in that hall that would not have been allowed in the hall there was loads here, like, of <laughs> gigs there and Killer Hall yeah and there was a few gigs in Killer Hall Killer was another big one like uh, so was it no mystery so maybe that Cyclify kind of bubbled up out of this like is it or is that separate thing think? I think what, what, what happened there what I remember they had Doggabon and then they became Cyclify but yeah. 
how that kind of came about was like Dickie was a bit older again. Like so right. he wasn't in that scene. Kieran was, he was in that Astra, let's say. But the boys came from France. Yeah. <laughs> they came from yeah. France to to Whitegate. Like like <laughs> yeah. somebody told yeah, them yeah, there's yeah. a big scene in Whitegate and off they came. Christian yeah. if he's listening, like you yeah. know, great guy. And all that. But I don't know what possessed them to come to Whitegate like that time. And there was a the band they had at the time and no no sure they're all still here, Johnny me and I know one of the lads went back, Johnny Eve, I think. <clears throat> and they were here playing around. And then the singer went back. Singer left, and they had seen Decky. Sure, Decky didn't really play in bands. I don't think. And Who did? Sorry, not in Who did you say went back? A guy uh, called Johnny Eve. I think. I think it was Johnny Eve. The singer. Am I wrong? I met a fella in France with nails or he had a hotel in Antibes. Yeah, it could have been him. I think that was him. Yeah, yeah could yeah. have been him. He was saying he went back, but then they they seen it was like the commitments. Remember the scene, the commitments where your man's at the wedding and he's like, you know, oh, singing. Yeah, and yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I can't remember singing like the boys were saying. We heard you singing. I think they've seen Decky singing in the pub, like, and he was singing whatever. Yeah. Could have been Irish stuff. He loves the Irish stuff too. Like, it could have been something like that. But they thought, whoa, he's got something, you know, the boy's Christian and that. So they called out to his house in, in the post office in Ada and said, wow. Will you? They didn't know him. Like, will you kind of come and join our band? I'll bring the brother along. Kieran came in, and because uh, Kieran was always doing a bit of music. That's your school days. I mean, oh, yeah. you were bitten well, by the bug in a in a in a, uh, a gig and say uh, in in a had a hall, which we're going to post on the social media. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. Looks like it's some sort of Satan worship. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The parish priest wasn't down. But yeah. moving on, then what was after yeah. school? Did you continue at music? Or no, the I kind of didn't really. I kind of didn't. I did. We did for a while with the band, like we were doing. But Nails are joined us then because Mark went away to college and uh, we were playing. We kind of went quite heavy. And yeah, I, I couldn't look. The heart, I don't think my heart was in that too much. After a while, we did a, as I said, a, gigs for a while. But then I just stopped playing for a while. A good while. It was just floating around. And John McGrath <coughs> um, then was putting that Yellow Valley band together, and he had all the band really. And he just asked me would I fall in to line up. Um, was it? Who's the... We'll be test, you know. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> There's a lad plays guitar. He's Mulcahy Keith, is it? Or uh, was he in the band? No. no. Foxy lad, you know the film? Yeah, Mark that? Feeney. Mark Feeney. Yeah, from Tallow, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Mark there's a couple of lads from West Waterford. That's what Tony Moore always billed us as uh, East Cork, West Waterford. That was oh, his, yeah. <laughs> that was his yeah. combo. Mark Feeney is still playing. Yeah. yeah. He's with the Light Runners, I think. Or I thought he was with the Love Bugs. But, uh, oh, be, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure if he's still playing or not. He'd be in and out a bit. Yeah, uh, yeah, but yeah. Uh, great guitar player, Mark, yeah. Uh, was... Uh, Spud Donovan, the best. No, guy. no, Tony Dunn. Tony Dunn. Tony yeah. from Stoke originally, Tony Goodfriend, and uh, he was living out in Connor and he was an excellent, like, bass player and good driving. I'm like, you know. Yeah. Um, so they they were there. There was Mark and Tony. Yeah, go on. Uh, How long? Did it, was, was it, it was a four piece, was it? No, it was five piece. I'm missing one then. And John was on drums, obviously. John, obviously, John McGrath. So then Joe O'Brien, who was with Aftershock, was on guitar uh, okay. originally. For the first three years, I'd say. So Did any Paul come in for him, no? No, no. Carol Prindigas came Carol in on keyboards. And from keyboards. me all. Yeah. Well, from Tallow. But from Tallow, yeah. yeah, yeah. Or London before that, but um, he was on keys. So yeah. he was there at the last three years then, like, you know. Yeah. And it kind of was building, building, like, and then it kind of the last couple of years were 
around the area, like big crowds and stuff like that, like, you know, just in, a, in the bars and stuff like that, like, you know. Popular um, cover yeah, band yeah, at yeah, a time yeah. where yeah. cover bands were, you know. It was a big deal that time. It was As, like, as in, no. like, it was, yeah. there was a lot of kind of, we were playing kind of the same venues, a lot of the ones you would have known at the time were playing, yeah. but we only ever did kind of Munster. Yeah, yeah. Because most of them were full-time, like. and oh, You'd have enough venues in Munster yeah. to keep you going. Anyway. So we were working, and then yeah. lads were going, we might do it all the time or full-time. It's like, I couldn't be bothered doing uh, it full-time. Yeah. Like, you'd end up hating it, I would have thought. Yeah, yeah. So we just stayed around the thing, like, you know. But you did it, you did it, Mike, I'd say, when you were doing it with... Uh, yeah, on and off. Like, yeah. I was fortunate to be self-employed at something else. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it was grand then, you know, because I could fill in the gaps handy enough with bits and yeah. pieces. Like, but yeah, yeah. we but, were really. Yeah, uh, I think I was never full time in a band. Though. I said I was full time more on my own. Yeah, it's yeah. easier to make money that way. Yeah, and, and maybe a mix of the two. Yeah, doable. Like, yeah, because was helpful. Or was that the first band you kind of? It was the first band I was in. Like, yeah, yeah, it was, and it's yeah. the same thing. It, I can't think it's yeah. the same thing. You know, you kind of start doing a few venues and then. Were you doing it up in Leisure and Rhea? Yeah, but never full time. But with bands like kind of floating around, yeah, it. yeah, with bands, and then kind of playing bass. Then it was kind of word got out that just this fella can fill in. Do you know? Yeah. You could be, you could be busy yeah. if you were playing between yeah. playing guitar, yeah. singing, yeah, yeah. yeah. and then you could play bass. Yeah. You'd be busy enough, but yeah. it is nowhere near as busy up home as it is down here. Yeah, it's yeah. remarkable. Really, okay. yeah. oh, it's a remarkable difference. Yeah, yeah. January, February, there's nothing. Nothing happening. Yeah. Very little. Maybe private parties, but geek-wise, Jesus, there'd be nothing going on for the likes of the solo act. Yeah. Very fucking little. Very few pubs paying the money. But in the in the boom, you see, they were paying the money for the bands, so it was all bands. But then, mm. when you started booking and stuff, on, yeah. like, in the last maybe 10 years, let's say, or whatever, let's say something mm. like that, since the recession, really, the yeah. crash, it's a kind of two pieces and pubs, you know what I mean? It's yeah. kind of gone from the bigger bands... Because there's a lot of work in a big band. Like there's a lot of work in. Like I know I'm playing the band now. Like, but it's kind of it's I think not too hard. What it comes down to is a pub has to make an awful lot of money to justify paying, you know, a couple of hundred quid to a band. And typically the pubs aren't doing that. And no, it's getting better. You're seeing a lot more bands now than you would have five years ago. We say, you know, but. The two-piece thing was kind of a means to an end for publicans to, you know, I don't need a big space, you know. They might they might bring in the same kind of size of a crowd as... as money wasn't there, right? No, the like money wasn't there. Right? The risk you know? is less. They don't, they don't want the one-piece either because it might look a bit mean in the corner. The, the, you know, the, the corner where the musician plays is It feels too mean too when you're playing. Your it does, yes, I yeah. remember when I started, <laughs> I remember, like, so I would have started a good bit after the recession, right? So... Yeah. If I started booking gigs, I'd say around 2013, 2014, right? Yeah. And prior to that, I don't remember much going on at all for a few years. What was I doing that? I was probably doing the original thing that time. And again, it probably was after just everything was changing. Like, you know, like you're talking about Cyclone at the time. They released a good EP. Then they went and they had their look. They had a great look. They had great songs. They were created a buzz around the area. Then they went to, people started looking at them. And people said, okay, we're going to take them on and we're going to yeah. sign them up. And they had a good, whatever, five, six years of floating around doing mad yeah. gigs in the States and all that. If they were around today and they'll tell you themselves and any band will tell you, no. even the big ones, that's not going to happen. Like no, it's, no, it's no. gone, it's finished. And that kind of did happen. That finished, it just finished like around that time. It just 
dwindled but that process um, you're talking yeah, about yeah kind of went how, from yeah that's okay. how that bands have that opportunity to that opportunity is gone so if you're going to do anything you're probably either going to have to be self-sufficient and do it yourself until you're probably i don't know nearly half doing it anyway they might come along or else they're going to take on a guy on his own with a guitar and they're going to push him out and play him on the radio and then he's cheaper and they'll put every all the money behind that so then you have the ed sheerans you've got the yeah. uh, guys that you hear now on the radio it's cheaper yeah, and then yeah. they well, they build a bit of a thing up and then they can just get session guys in behind them and yeah. do you know the band then when was the last big band I suppose you have like maybe a couple of lads in Dublin there um, starting again now but for a couple of years there was no band no, and uh, original uh, bands when they do break it doesn't last very long for them you mm-hmm. know the one album maybe two you know do you know that you, those young guys the Stripes ฮะเขาเรียกกันเลยเนี่ยเขาเรียกกันเลยเขาเรียกกันเลยเขาเรียกกันเลยเขาเรียกกันเลยเขาเรียกกันเลยเขาเรียกกันเลยเขาเรีย
we'll just do an album and we'll see it in after that like you know and we did some videos and all that like but how uh, long were you on the road before you did the album Jeez, we must have nearly had 10 years. It's about eight years anyway. Yeah. But all the songs were done. I'd songs written, probably some of those songs were like 15 years old. like right. that, that. But it took, and you were because it. you're doing it on your own, yeah. it takes forever to get it out. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I found. Were uh, you playing them live? Yeah, we used to play them live like, and all that. Like, But I mean, some of the songs were, the, the problem I found with it was that you'd have the songs done, but because it was the old system, whereas today you might be able to go, okay, we have a song, we'll just whack it up. No, we'll put it out, like, you know. Let's say you can put, have a little studio in your house or something. You might be able to do it that way. Like it was, taken for, it was taken forever. Like yeah, it was yeah. like you'd have to pay a studio, which costs money. Then you'd be doing gigs for a couple of hundred quid just to pay your way. Yeah. Like it was always robbing Peter to pay Paul. Yeah, yeah. Try to do a video that costs money to put it out to get maybe one gig in. But then it's not like with us in Cash, you know, like if we play up in the city transient crowd we can play the same venue and it's different crowd all the time and it's grand yeah, yeah. but when you're doing the original thing like you would have done it as well yeah. you play one big gig in the local place or whatever you can't play it next week you know what I mean yeah if you go up the country you know who you are like so yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean it is a struggle into yeah it is yeah, I always say um, any, from my experience with it, the people making the money weren't the band themselves. Yeah, the everyone else was getting paid. Except like, for the band. Yeah. Like, you know, you want to do a video, yeah, yeah. that's six, seven hundred quid at yeah. the time or whatever, a thousand euros now. Yeah. I mean, you want to record, yeah. and, and then, like, you're holding a gig, we have to get a so many. They're all getting well paid, and by the time you've got everything done, everyone paid. There's a lot left it, in the kitty, I think like, we're having that conversation now because of the time period we were doing it. Mm. Like, if you go back 10, 15 years before that, you probably would have packed it up like well before because or else you would have kept going because the, the next step was somebody comes along and says, yeah, you're decent or you've got something. You mightn't even be that good, but you might have something. Yeah. And they'll go, all right, we'll pay for you to do a little bit and we'll put you on a bit of an old tour. And, yeah. do you know, but that was gone. That whole okay. that whole thing yeah, was yeah. gone. Like, you know what I mean? So Where, where did you record the albums? Did the first demo up in Dublin with Tris. You remember, you know, Tris, Tris Dalton. Yeah, and uh, we did about 12 songs in one day. And he was like, what? He was like, you can't be doing that to me. Like, you know what I mean? He was like, yeah, well, we have to. Like, we just want to record everything we have. And so we did like a 12-hour day. We were just recording every song, kind of half live. And some were actually decent enough. And then Kieran did the first two EPs and Tris came in doing them. So we were kind of like wanting to make them sound well. We did two boys in. We kind of did them either here or Dublin stuff like that but Larry in Germany was mixing them then we kind of Dicky put me on to him Dicky and Christian kind of liked what he was doing like he was kind of decent and he'd always bring it to its conclusion you know like you could be doing last like six or seven mix on a song like you know what I mean and uh, so when we did the album then I just asked him like how much will that cost and we got a cheap flight to bloody Frankfurt Hand or something and we just slept on his floor and off we did and Nails were as well as that then but we Johnny Foley before that for a good few years you recorded the album there in Germany, yeah. yeah. So you, great crack you demoed it here and in Dublin, and then demoed it here and in Dublin. It's a lot of songs, maybe on EPs, and we kind of demoed as what what we could here. But again, it was like on Zoom and stuff, like because we yeah. just didn't have the equipment, and then yeah. we kind of probably demoed it over there, really, because probably did a day or two, and then we just got everything done, like you know. Yeah. Um, I think I did like ten songs, vocals in one day, like that was, on that album, like because it was just time like you know yeah you got the album out then so we got the album out. Yeah, yeah but sure like it like it was just you know you were trying to pay it back and you were trying to, and then the launch or we didn't have a clue what we were doing like do you know what i mean we we launched it then we were saying we'll try and get it we'll have to try and get probably get a bit of radio spin and we were going to have some you've already launched it so you can't do it that way you have yeah, to wait yeah. like it's like what all right yeah, okay. absolutely green like you know what yeah. i mean 
So, like, sure, look, that's just your Lord. And, and then he, he went to London, he gave he did a bit festivals. In London, yeah, 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 all that kind of stuff. That, I think that's, yeah. there's a lot of work in that. I mean, the, yeah. the promotion afterwards and the gigging and getting up. Yeah. Yeah, but a good crack. Like, I mean, you were kind yeah. of getting over and you were playing and doing that thing in Germany and, you know, different things. And the writing and the recording was interesting and the songs. And look, they're there anyway. They're they're, they're floating around. So. Are you still writing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Writing away. I've got about six or seven songs, but they're more kind of like, this wasn't the folk kind of uh, genre, like Irish sort of yeah. genre. A lot of them be based around the area, kind of like the songs lyrically and stuff, kind of zoned in on a bit of that. So a lot of them have that kind of theme going on. Like, but... Uh, would you get an album out of it? Well, I probably could get an album out of it, but <laughs> it's like the thought of actually putting that note in is actually kind of a bit of a... But I suppose you still... Yeah, like I know like I, I could probably put stuff out now because I've done a bit of recording at home and then Christian was doing a bit of mixing with me and stuff and he's like, you have to get it out, you know, Christian. Like, <laughs> and yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah, I will, yeah, soon and all that. Like, But would you put one out then? You have to put another one out and it's a... You know yourself does a bit like yeah. Once you go for it, you kind of have to just put them all out. Like and yeah. so I don't know. And are you not too keen to do that? Is it kind of off-putting? That well, I know I'll do. It. I'll probably do it, but I'm just kind of okay. going, like you know. I wait, know. will I do it? I don't know. It's, yeah, it's know. a bit effort. Like and um, it really is tough. Yeah, it's just yeah. I'll put them out eventually, but I was kind of doing a bit. Of, I did a video in for Owen, so I was kind of figuring that out. Um, so I could probably do the video. I might just start doing videos and putting out the songs and that way, like maybe. Yeah, or something. Yeah. I, don't know, but, I mean. Yeah. The album thing is—is is it on the way out? You know, are we seeing the end of? But you want—you're not going to make money off an album unless you have an album launch. Like you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like probably f- albums are for choice music awards or yeah. award ceremonies yeah. and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But if you're trying to build an audience, I would imagine you're probably better off just putting out a song. People like it. You build another one. Mm, That's it. what we're trying to do. Yeah. At the moment, yeah. yeah. Sure. How are you doing it? We have—they're recorded with. Jesus, six or eight months. We've, yeah. We're going to release one now just bit by bit and see if and we can get a bit Are you doing a video of, for them? Or? We were going to. And then, like, to do a really good one, which you'd have to do, wouldn't you? Well. Like, I, I don't know. You'd have to do a right good one. But, like, you're talking thousands. You are, yeah. Yeah. Well, like, like cause send me a song. I'll have a look at something. I might yeah. put something together if you want. All right. But, uh, yeah, because I, I have a look at Owen's one there. See, I, that was the first one I did because I bought a... Was some, it Amber? Yeah. yeah, the Amber one. Yeah, yeah. good yeah. video. And yeah. I just... Could I edit, edit it most of it. Like, oh, did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. But, um, but it's time, you know. Like when you're working and yeah. stuff like that, like you're kind of like, you know, when a bit, bit of time off, great, I'll try and do a bit then. But you find like, you know, if you're gigging at the weekend and when you come home at evening, you go, yeah, try and do a bit. But like well, often, you know, life can get in the way too. Like, you know. There's yeah. a good book called The War of Art. And it's... Part of it, yeah. Yeah, like I suppose the, the idea of it is that you have to work very hard at being creative. Yeah. yeah. You have to just keep throwing shit until it sticks. Like, yeah. You can't yeah. just mosey about the place like, no, no, the, like no, Hollywood no. would, would, would yeah. let us believe. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. You I have to write a hundred, I'm going to write 20 songs a day. They're all going to be shite. But yeah. maybe by the end of the month, I might have a chorus. Yeah. That's how it works. Like, yeah. maybe not for everyone, you know, maybe there's a few exceptions. But That's how I tuned it. Yeah. There's yeah. none of this Hollywood. I heard a busker on the crowd. I own Sony Records and come with me to Hollywood. Here's your mansion. Yeah, they leave a lot. They leave a lot of shit out in those documentaries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. I don't know. Could I be writing twenty? If I'd write twenty, I'd say I'd have to finish them and say right there. I remember when I was a teenager, (laughs) we had a band. We taught like every gig we did. Like, do lots of gigs, but we do like a eighteen birthday party. 
We'd be like, you never know who might be looking at this. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. The people who are invited. Yeah. Yeah. And they're going to be pissed. And you have that kind of youthful thought that, like, yeah, it's just, I mean, yeah. what I wish are you going to do after them, school? Yeah. Let's oh. fuck around until the record label people yeah. find me. Once they knock on the garage. What do kids do know that the record label isn't going knocking or even the dream is of that is gone? And they were Canada Goose jackets don't turn. Suppose that is. But, yeah. but then uh, the, the other scene, like that, that that like is happening is the dance scene. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah. da- like I remember like you're talking about like when we were in school, the music scene. Like the dance scene was huge as well. Like geez, I yeah. used, like th- at, at the beginning I wasn't too interested, in it, but it became a kind of a, a, a kind scene. of a, yeah. a bit of a scene. Like like Jason, no, like Perry, we had in. I think he's a raver. Uh, he's a raver. He loves he's his, his yeah. dance music and like orbital stuff like that. But I'd be I'd like that kind well, of stuff Cork too. Had a huge scene. Oh yeah, it would yeah. like it. Yeah, but. Oh. It kind of has its own kind of thing going on. So certain people like that kind of stuff too. And the young fellas today, I think, are into beats and, you know, not all of them, but, yeah. you know, and they kind of explore that kind of electronic. The electronic thing is kind of... What, what's the rock music of the day, lads? I don't know. Do you today want to say? I mean, is there yeah. still kids with long sleeve shorts, under shorts, shorts? There's kind of like uh, Royal Blood. Yeah. Uh, I must have crowed. Uh, Even they'd now be an older gang. Do you remember Whipping yeah. Boy? Whipping Boy. There's oh, a band. Jesus. There's a band. So we don't need Dublin nobody else. And their sound like I'm after losing the name. What are they called? They're a big deal. Like they're they're getting a lot of um, they're getting a lot of. Um, oh, you're on about. Um, they do. They broke the states. They're young lads. They talk over. Yeah, the, he talks over the accent. But it's very it's, like Whipping Boy kind of something. And then oh. initials Fontaine's DC. Yeah, that's yeah, they're a punk band. This, that kind of stuff seems to be. But they're very stylish. No, yeah. these guys are punk rock. Not went there, oh, but they're stylish. They're kind of like Dave, punk rock. Dave, style. it's called. <laughs> I hear his name. Like, I haven't a clue. Like I swear to God, I think it is. It's called the Force Punk. I think. Oh, he was the minority. Yeah, it actually like it was called alternative music when I was growing up. But it actually wasn't that alternative. No. There was lots of leads in my class in the CBS to read to it. Yeah, it wasn't alternative at all. No, it wasn't. Like, 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 typically, you know, it, was it was just was music. mainstream, I suppose. Wasn't it? <laughs> it was you just, know, yeah. just music. People were into music. The rest listen. of the leads kind of weren't into any music. Yeah. We were the only people into music. Like, but yeah, and, and then, you had as you said, you'd have leads now. I always think of Kieran Fitzgerald, don't. Gary. I, to, I, was, I, I would read his bag rather than listen to the teacher because he was a fucking just encyclopedia of bands like before Coyus Spot- and Diftones and I just read his bag before Spotify playlist you yeah. were bag Kieran's bag and while I was doing that then I'd have my boyro in the tape winding it back for after school for the yeah, bus because yeah. I didn't ever rewind in my walkman yeah. Yeah, actually, that's all I remember like the first school. CD I ever bought was a Pixie CD. I remember I was big, we were big into all them. No, the Pixies were a big band at the time. But then Coyus, you mentioned Coyus. Like, sure, who out of sight of myself and yourself? No, maybe. And is, maybe does anybody even listen? No, my, my mother maybe. But this was a big fan of Coyus. Huge fan. Yeah, she used to sound for him. <laughs> Do you know yeah. when we were talking Queens about Queens of the Stone Age she didn't like them and then after No she uh, fell out with them over a fucking funeral the man died, he died after. shortly after. I remember being really close to him. He was sitting side stage watching all the bands. Yeah. And we were all sticking up our thumbs at him. Like, <laughs> yeah. The one thing I remember cool about it, no mobile phones. 
No. No mobile phones. No, like, yeah. You know, now gigs is like a sea of mobile. I pictures yeah. from, from that that were yeah. on an old Kodak disposable. And, you know, I pictures yeah. of like System of a Down and, you know, who I'm trying to think, Tool were there that day, Slayer were there that day. It's a great day. There was loads, yeah. yeah. Therapy. Toxicity was out, so it would have been. Out, yeah. I remember hearing. Uh, they opened their set, I'd say, with Toxicity. They opened with. They were great. The prison. And we were all getting our noodles. Everyone, everyone's everyone stuck. I never and said everywhere. Oh, Normandy job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everyone. Yeah, Gust, they and great. they were. They were great memories. They were kind great of a memories, state above. They were like. I'm sure they were around the boy at that stage, like. Yeah. Really. They are. had the first album, but the first yeah. album. Seven title album. The seven title one didn't really break until the second one broke and people went back and listened I to know. the first that was a huge song I remember in the pubs and stuff like that. Yeah. 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 what a brilliant if you could cover that like yeah. Yeah. yeah I heard a couple of gang trying to cover that and making yeah. a you know, if, you cover, <laughs> if you cover that now I guarantee you yeah. 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 95% of the people that yeah. we were just talking about yeah. what are those old doing <laughs> an Irish yeah. person can cover it anyway why did you leave your keys on the table <laughs> how did you do like, no, forget it I know, I know. And then you'd slayer you too. Yeah, great day. No Ozzy. Shock horror, yeah, he didn't yeah, drive. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Slayer. Jesus, diabolist yeah. music. I was able to sing. Yeah, yeah. bit too heavy for me, but I I did listen to them, right? Yeah, yeah. There was an album out around that time called Bloodlines. I think is all they are. Uh, I remember a couple of songs it was Rain and Blood and all this yeah yeah, 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 yeah. were you into that kind of heavy stuff James not like, really oh. as I said like there was like that like we around the village like we had like Niall like would have been into Slayer and tracks, and yeah. there would have been a couple of other lads big into all that and I was kind of as I said more into the kind of again I was about two years younger than him anyway so I was probably like he was 14 I was 12 yeah. or something like so it's more into the Irish rock stuff my brother Eddie was more into it so that was probably influenced too Curb Dog fan and, oh I love Curb Dog yeah. we went to see the Nails was with us Kieran Donovan was there I could nearly name out the whole audience actually because we went to see him on a Tuesday night we were in school and Curb Dog were just coming out and they were just on Dave Fanning they were getting played the first album and they played in Henry's or Henry's and up we went into the gig gig was a flop as in people wise there was like 30 people there there was about 10 or 11 of us like and yeah, 30 geez, people in total geez. and there we were up the front watching Corb Dog Brilliant. play like you know and stage diving and all that and yeah, should we yeah. run I think Eddie hit the floor anyway he jumped and one person moved out of the way I'd say oh, there was only oh, one geez. person got a hold anyway and uh, we <laughs> were oh, everybody jumped out of the way for you and you hit the floor but um, it gig. was great yeah I remember the left he used to play the, hand, the guitar left handed upside down a bit the Hendrix oh, way like, you know? he did, yeah, um, and that time like it was just amazing because they were the next therapy like at the time you know oh, they were kind of class, they came yeah. came out like and uh, I loved them at the time though I did like, probably people I know everybody still loves them I still love them too but I did find some of the songs were a bit dated I thought when I listened to them a bit later like you know yeah. just but maybe yeah. that was the, that was the kind of um, that was the beauty of them like, like uh, arrangements wise and stuff they were like just uh, blocks of stuff like and yeah. just, just so hooky. great energy like yeah, yeah. Hooky, Fuck, hooky so hooky stuff. I loved yeah. it straight away yeah, yeah. yeah. did they play Slane yeah. Castle? 
Slane, or not Slane Castle, sorry. Connor. Connor Castle. Yeah. The other huge <laughs> festival. <laughs> <laughs> we were just talking about Slane. Well, like, Connor I mean, Festival, didn't they? All the best ones played at that. Like, yeah. You yeah. had Meatloaf. Meatloaf played there, that's yeah. right. Rory Gallagher, did he? No, that was McCrew. McCrew, yeah. yeah. And yeah. Connor Barbecue, who would have played it? Um, Connor, what, like, what's down in Connor? Just a field? Moe's House. There's a field, yeah. Moe lives down there. Moe's House, and they had a famous horse once. Yeah, there was a Connor, horse yeah. called... Monty's Pass. That's what, it. Won the Grand National. You won yeah. the Grand National. Yeah. A horn. A horn. That's where the horses are, isn't it? A the horn. whole village horn, of Connacht got yeah. drunk for six years. We used to play in a horn. We used to play in the big the tree. Big tree. Big tree. Yeah, yeah. Billy, we'd go down and bring our people yeah. and we'd sit up in the places. People like coming from the sticks, like, you know, yeah. into a horn. Yeah, the, See, big, you, never, you never know. Big horse. Do you know what's from a horn? Big guy you should get in here for a chat, actually, uh, is Paddy Parker. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is from he from a horn? From a horn, I think, yeah. Is he? I think it's more than that. Paul Parker, right? Yeah. Kenny Gary, yeah. 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 Now you're writing, but you're playing. I want to talk about Kesh for oh, yeah. a while. Yeah. What you're currently doing, it's kind of your main project at the moment. Singing yeah. with Cork based. Oh, I want to get this right. Trad. I don't want to say Trad Rock. That's Trona. I don't want to throw you into the coupling of bands that, you know, pursue Trad as a kind of a gimmick. It's re- it's more than that because it's, it's, real, it's real music and it's your own arrangements. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. really rooted. I mean, there's no electric guitar. No, no. No, it's no. kind of... Uh, I'm probably playing more guitar with this band than I played in any other band because... And I'm probably playing a lot more guitar anyway. Um, whereas early days would have been more singing anyway, like, you know, yeah. but I find as it's going on, I'm playing a bit more guitar. And I do like the acoustic on stage. Like, it's nice. It's less... You don't have a load of pedals in front of you just, really it's just easier yeah. isn't it Lovely and, and uh, yeah myself and James Fleming sure James has been doing James and myself have kind of been in bands like around the same area and time time period and stuff like that and played with the same people for over the years and he's a great voice as well oh brilliant he's yeah. a great voice and good crack and sure Chris obviously is another guy who's been playing around for quite a, a bit long time, and yeah. uh, sure Jason then like has a, a He's obviously coming from Manchester and he's played with some interesting people out there when he was growing up, like, but, uh. Yeah, he's too fucking fast. Yeah, he's very too fast. fast. Do you ever just get wrecked and come I, home after the game um, and lay down and just yeah. say, fuck it, that fucking Manchester um, was too fast? <laughs> be like the boys in status quo with the el- elbow, I guess, or whatever you Have you ever played G, C, and D at the same time? Should <laughs> 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 they play with him, like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He is quick, yeah. right? And he's, yeah. like, some of the tunes and stuff, but, uh, he, he's a great player and uh, sure he's been playing around here like for years with yeah. everybody and anybody as I said when he was on a friend of mine you know Seamus Harrington yeah yeah Seamus said Jesus, I can't believe how many bands are around these cars with a real thing. good fiddle. there must be a lot of good fiddle players and then he no, realised that there was only one and he yeah. was in all the bands <laughs> same yeah, he's, he's, yeah. Yeah. as Jason goes on he gets better same, yeah, like every way. weekend he's, he'll yeah. do something yeah. that you haven't it's great energy for it and he's mm-hmm. kind of he's great for the band we're in at the moment because you're always Sure, you're like yourselves, like you were in different mix of people and different groups, like you know, yeah. and like you know, but the golf thing was great because Kieran, myself, for instance, we were kids, and Anthony's my brother, obviously, like you know, and you know, you have a bit of a vibe there, and uh, all of that. And in this group, then, like, sure, I know the lads for a long time. Jason is he's kind of built to be in a kind of a band, 
like that in yeah. a way he's, he's kind of got the energy mm. and the two boys are the same so it's very I find it's I suppose it's age too like it's it's just everybody kind of knows the crack and yeah. it's, it's a lot easier but I do enjoy it I love the, the gigs I enjoy them because I like that kind of music anyway and yeah. it's the first time I've kind of had a band like doing that kind of stuff whereas you probably you were doing it early doors like with the yeah. full band and I wasn't I got sick of it either yeah there's probably only maybe at the outside 30 songs that you can play and is there if you go too off the beaten track you yeah. kind of well, what, lose the crowd what, a bit what, what we find with play, I suppose playing with Jason is like another thing that's good for me is that he plays uh a lot of tunes like you know yeah. so you're not singing all the time you know you can exactly. sing your own voice yeah. right yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's great yeah. you know? you and then James will sing a few too. songs so I yeah. guess that's easier yeah. for, me, for me maybe why I enjoy it too yeah. it's you know I could get up anyway Thanks for coming down. No problem. I no mean, thanks for having me. It was insightful taking yeah. back. Now I was at a lot yeah. of them gigs, and uh, yeah. you really have a world of information there. Yeah, like, and, like, yeah. and, and uh, experience behind you. I'd say we will have original music from you in the near future. I'd say. Yeah, sure. Look, Christian's going to make me put it out, and I think he's yeah. after doing a, a, a bit of work on a few. You, have, he's to, like, you have to get it out. Have to get it out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, brilliant. Yeah, so uh, hopefully good. we'll uh, get some notes. Yeah. And I'm going to put you on the spot. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. And I'm going to ask you to do a song or two, and uh, maybe ah, yeah. have a jam with us. Yeah, I'd love it. Yeah. All yeah. right. Be great. Yeah. Uh-huh. Thanks, lads. Cheers. Tomorrow. Thanks, Thanks Have your Kit Kat first. No? I will. are snapping in the fire There are hoofbeats on the road outside A ticket for Ted, a ticket for Jim There's a runner from the village farm Cameron Highlanders are near Katie, they have come to burn your house A ticket for Ted, a ticket for Jim Jim and Teddy sleeping o'er the grave Twenty-one and eighteen years Young enough to take an empire down But now the king is getting your laddie on the mantelpiece 
He looks no more than a babe Fifteen minutes till your house comes down A ticket for Ted, a ticket for Jill on the mantelpiece Sticks are snapping in the fire There are hoofbeats on the road outside A decade for Ted, a decade for Jim A decade for Ted, a decade for Jim Ticket for Ted, a ticket for Jim. A ticket for Ted, a ticket for Jim. I could see fucking Keeler, Keeler, Nad and Nahaf. That was kick ass. Fucking yeah, super yeah. song. Yeah. So good. I didn't want to play on. I just want to play. I didn't want to even go after. That was great. A is, um, cover! I mean a poem! I mean a cover! <laughs> yeah. The last uh, cover I heard. That's the kind of stuff I'm fucking at. It's like, really, really good. It's yeah. really good. Yeah. A bit of that stuff. But, uh, sure, thought he was Langers. Do you remember when we were busking outside Batty Murphy's and yeah, we were yeah. doing a pair of brown eyes? That's right. Yeah. And he said, a ginger lady. Yeah. Yeah. And she just as you said it, this was fossy. She couldn't have been more fossy. This car walked past him and said, get out the fuck away. You couldn't fucking write that. Couldn't write as I said it. There she was. The ginger lady by my bed. That's brilliant. I don't need to show my tits. I'm great. Close enough. This is the same all the way through now, so. I'm gonna get a cap on. You playing much of the mandolin? Mike, yeah. Good morning. The ginger lady by my bed covered in a cloak of silence. I hear you talking in my head And I'm not singing for the future I'm not dreaming of the past And I'm not talking about the first time I never think about the last So now this song is nearly over We can't quite find out 
what it means Still there's a light I see before me And you're the measure of my dreams You're the measure of my dreams Three cards and the truth. Three cards and the truth, isn't it? Yeah. That was mega. That one. It's a handy one for a job. The headphones are nice, great. Talked about doing a sit down session, you know. The headphones sound great. Bloody hell. You can hear yourself. We should go plugged or or plugged in or not. Did you plug in the bass for any of them? Did you have a deal with them? Just playing this. Yeah, it's all great. Playing for this. Playing for this, yeah. Without the headphones, all that would probably be well, yeah, well, I'd bring a, if we're doing a session, a sit down session, I'd like bring a small amp. Yeah. Or else a big double bass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. And, 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 and the bow. Bring the bow as well. <laughs> 10,000. <laughs> when we are paying. Now and then I hear your words. In Brisbane, Sydney, and Melbourne. Brings me back to you and I feel the love of Christmas with my mother. God knows I miss her. And hey, how Sean did he make the team? I can't believe he's turned 80. I missed it all. I wish the time would slow But that stream has turned to concrete I need to let it go At the rocks in summertime, time. Stream has turned to concrete 
Well, James, thanks for giving up your time to come down and join us on the It's All Music podcast. We really enjoyed our time with you. Uh, this podcast is a means of, uh, of musicians from the area meeting up, sharing stories, and uh, documenting and out there are then for people to hear. And I suppose just thanks a million for coming down, and we'll be looking forward to new music, new projects, and seeing Cash Live sometime soon. Uh, so, thanks a million. Mighty. Thanks for having me, Let's Yeah. Hey there, thanks for tuning in to this episode of It's All Music Podcast with Kerry, Henny and Quirky. Produced by me, Dave Quirk. Executive produced by me, Dave Quirk. Theme music by me, Dave Quirk. Incidental music by me, Dave Quirk. Talent booking by Owen Hennessy. Tea making and venue setup Mike Carey. Yep, we're doing all this ourselves. You can rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts and you might find your review read on a future episode. Got a question for us? Email us at itsallmusicpodcast at gmail.com or find us on Facebook and leave a message. It too could be featured on a future episode. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to It's All Music Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This has been a Dave Quirk production in association with ACAST. Hey there, and thanks for listening to the It's All Music podcast with Kerry, Henny, and Quirky. We're blown away by your support. The It's All Music podcast is a completely independent self-finance venture. If you enjoy what we're doing and you enjoy listening, you can support us by heading over to our Patreon page and subscribing for three euros a month. If you don't have three euros a month, don't stress. You can still listen to the podcast. And you can support us by sharing our content on your social media pages.